0: So my keynote concert fee is $10,000 per gig. Earlier, I mentioned my next one is 15,000. So sometimes I get paid more for it, but this is about average, okay? So $10,000 per keynote concert. The way that relates to conference budgets is $10,000 is less than 1% of their conference budget.
1: We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. I'm very excited to be here today with Tiamo David Vittori. Tiamo is the founder of Musicpreneur Academy. He's a music prosperity mentor. Love that, the music prosperity mentor. Just feels good coming off, off your tongue. He's spoken to over 100,000 people on more than 250 stages at universities, conferences, seminars, He's actually named personally LA Music Awards Singer Songwriter of the Year. He's been featured on Fox, CBS, NBC. He's also a number one best-selling author. He just gave me some advice on on book writing backstage before we have down here. And now he's, you know, he's empowering music artists to be able to thrive outside of the conventional music industry model and he ha- has some very valuable perspectives. I think that you guys are going to find really interesting as it relates to the traditional music model versus keynote concerts, some other opportunities that you might not even be aware of that can, can really be a, a lucrative and fulfilling and like a way to provide a lot of value. So Tiamo, <laughs> that's kind of a long intro, but thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Michael, I
0: so appreciate it. And I'm really excited to share what's what we're going into today.
1: Heck yeah. Awesome. So maybe we can start off with a little bit of background in terms of for anyone who this is the first time connecting with you could you share a little bit about your story and how you discovered what you're teaching now with keynote concerts and you know were able to be featured on those those platforms and and become a best selling author as well
0: yeah so thank you michael and for for me it's it's something where for years as an independent solo artist I'm a singer songwriter I play acoustic guitar and I sing and So like so many other music artists, I was just struggling for a really, really long time. I had albums out. I was getting radio play. I mean, those kind of things, which was really nice. But I felt like, well, once those things happen, like once you get radio play, once you get a manager, once you get an agent, then everything is supposed to take off for you. And that's not really how it was happening for me. And so I was searching for some kind of alternative solution outside of the mainstream that was no longer serving me because I felt like a time it was really just like crushing my soul, to be honest with you. Like I still had this big music dream, but I was like, but, you know, I'm still not having the impact that I want to have in the world with my message, with my music, with my lyrics, like all of that. Mm-hmm. And so I was on this search of what else there could be that would be so much better. And I didn't quite know what that looked like, but I knew it was out there. And then eventually I discovered it and Michael, it was incredibly life-changing for me. And when I discovered it, I completely, I let go of how I was doing all the things before, which was the hustle, the grind, like all the conventional gigs, not getting paid or getting paid very well. So I, I walked away from that and I stepped into this whole new world, which is the conference world. And that provided Everything for me that I was looking for provided the audiences. It provided great pay. It provided a trajectory where I could see where I could grow and scale and evolve. And you mentioned a couple of key words, which is around fulfillment. And you said something about being lucrative. And I wanted both really like as far as the value of getting paid for my music but also the the fulfillment and the deep gratitude that I was truly living my calling. So I found that. And as I discovered it with keynote concerts, I felt like, you know what? I don't want to keep this to myself. Like eventually one day if this grows and I'm really successful with this, I didn't know because I was trailblazing at the time, but I thought like I'm going to take a lot of musicians with me. So I started documenting all the things that I was doing. And now here we are, and, and I'm, I'm sharing with musicians what has worked for me, what hasn't worked. But most of all, how tangible, yet inspiring, this can all be at the same time. So a keynote concert is when you combine live music with speaking on conference stages. And what I didn't realize years ago is as a performing songwriter, I was speaking, right? Like I would have my original songs, but I would tell the stories about the songs. And eventually I discovered that speakers are just great storytellers with a message. And so I thought, well, wait a second. If I'm telling stories and speakers are storytellers, then maybe I can package this differently. I could change the language so that I could deliver keynote concerts And not get booked as a musician, because we know what that looks like, (laughs) where it's basically you don't get paid or you get paid very little. right? You don't really have the respect or the value there versus getting booked and paid as a keynote presenter or a speaker that has a musical talent. Mm. So just changing that around completely changed my life. And it's something that i love sharing with other musicians because i really in my heart want other musicians to seek these opportunities and get to benefit from it and then most importantly share the power of their music with the world
1: that's so cool yeah and it rings so true for me like in the the experiences that i've had as it relates to you know this like purple cow effect how like sometimes just by putting something out of context or like surrounding it with something different, it just like makes it seem so much more special. And it, it does seem like, as it relates to like conferences or businesses or you know corporate things, like your ability to make music gives you an ability to create something unique or special and really valuable. And yeah, it, it just seems like in general, like this philosophy that you're talking about allows you to make a bigger impact and provide more value in the form of weaving together your music with a higher purpose and a message and sort of a statement that you're making. So this is awesome. And I would love to hear in, in more detail kind of a breakdown between you know, keynote concerts versus you talked about like the traditional shows that you had played leading up to it. And yeah. Yeah, maybe you could, you could display kind of like a contrast or the difference between those types of shows.
0: Definitely. Yeah. And I love that you use the word impact because for me, that's something that's the most important thing. Getting paid well is great. It's extremely rewarding. But then as far as the reach, the impact, the connection with audiences, the engagement, like all of that for me has been the most important thing. And I, and I get that in, in just tremendous waves. So you talk about the contrast. I think what I'm going to do is just share what this looks like visually because I know a lot of a lot of viewers here may be visual and I think that might help and I'm going to do a little before and after comparison so that music artists here see that this isn't just like some idea or something that's just arbitrary like this is something that's that's really tangible so let's jump into that I do have some slides that I'll share to make this easier to absorb if that will work out with everyone so let me pull that up for you There we go. So this is audiences from live gigs. And my average audience size in the past years ago was in front of about 20 people per gig. That's average. And this would be like in coffee shops, bars, clubs, hotels, things like that. Like you said, traditional live gigs. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what it looked like for me for a long time. And... This is what it looks like now. So just recently, a couple of weeks ago, I got booked for my next keynote concert, which will be in front of 1,500 people for one gig. Now, if I have the option, I would much rather perform for 1,500 people than 20 people, Michael. Like this is <laughs> a completely different experience. So then mm. what does that look like? So that means that 75 gigs at 20 people per gig equals one keynote concert for 1500 people
1: all right let's take a quick break from the podcast so i can tell you about a free special offer that we're doing right now exclusively for our podcast listeners so if you get a ton of value from the show but you want to take your music career to the next level connect with a community of driven musicians and connect with the music mentors directly that we have on this podcast Or if you just wanna know the best way to market your music and grow an audience right now, then this is gonna be perfect for you. So right now we're offering a free two week trial to our Music Mentor coaching program. And if you sign up in the show notes below, you're gonna get access to our entire Music Mentor content vault for free. The vault's organized into four different content pillars. The first being the music, then the artist, the fans, and last but not least, the business. When you sign up, you'll unlock our best, in-depth masterclasses from a network of world-class musicians and industry experts on the most cutting-edge strategies right now for growing your music business. On top of that, you'll get access to our weekly live masterminds, where our highest-level modern musician coaches teach you exactly what they're doing to make an income and an impact with their music. Then, once a month, we're gonna have our Music Mentor Spotlight series. And that's where we're gonna bring on some of the world's biggest and best artist coaches and successful musicians to teach you what's working right now. And one of the most amazing parts is that you can get your questions answered live by these top-level music mentors. So a lot of the people that you hear right here on the podcast are there live, interacting with you personally. So imagine being able to connect with them directly. On top of all that, you'll get access to our private music mentor community. And this is definitely one of my favorite parts of Music Mentor and and maybe the most valuable is that you're gonna have this this community where you can network with other artists and link up, collaborate, ask questions, get support, and discuss everything related to your music career. So if you're curious and you wanna take advantage of the free trial, then go click on the link in the show notes right now and you can sign up for free. Uh, From there, you can check out all of the amazing content, uh, connect with the community, and sign up for the live masterclasses that happen every week. This is a gift for listening to our podcast, supporting the show. Uh, So don't miss it out. Go sign up for free now and uh, let's get back to our interview.
0: But to me, like this contrast speaks for itself when we talk about audiences, reach and impact. So that's what it looks like from an audience perspective. And then let's look at revenue. So this is the typical revenue that I used to make from live gigs. So my average pay in the past would be about $100 per gig. Now, sometimes it would be less, sometimes it'd be more, but that was about average, $100 per gig. And usually I would gig about once a week. So $100 times four weeks is $400 a month. And Michael, you and I know, and everyone watching this knows that like, we can't even live off of that today, right? Like that's, what that is, is like hobby money. Okay, that's just like side money or side change. That's not a career. But then the way this compares to my next keynote concert gig is this. So that next keynote concert gig for me at a live conference is $15,000 for one hour. I mean, it almost feels ridiculous to say this out loud, but isn't it the obvious? <laughs> like. Which one is a lot better? Right. And so that's that's five thousand fifty, excuse me, fifteen thousand dollars per hour, right? If we break it down that way, to do something that I absolutely love, right? To be able to speak and perform and tell my stories and all of that, which I do have to say, like for me, because I'm a songwriter, something that I really cherish is that I get to do all of my original songs. Like, I haven't done a cover, Michael, in like in like a decade, okay? So I get to do original songs that people listen to every lyric, every note that's played because it's a live conference audience. Uh, something that I do want to clarify is you can do covers as well, right? So because I'm a songwriter, I do originals, but you can do covers or you can do a combination of both, like originals and covers, you know, things like that. I'm a solo artist, so it's just me but you can do it in different ways. So it could be a duo, a trio, a quartet, a full band, like however you want to do it. It could, it could be different genres, right? So another thing that I love about this is the creative control that you have because this is your business and you get to create it in the way that you want. So I wanted to share what this looks like. So this is me doing some keto concerts. On the upper left, that's me at the San Diego Convention Center. On the upper right, I'm doing a keynote concert for 1,500 county employees for their annual event. And then on the bottom left, that's me at an entrepreneurial conference in front of about 700 people. And then on the bottom right, I'm in front of 15,000 healthcare professionals at their annual conference. What I love about this is, you know, before I used to have a dream of performing in front of thousands of people. Well, it wasn't quite happening, right? Because I was performing in front of 20 people at coffee shops and bars. But then with this model, I leapt forward and I was doing it in this context, not like the way I envisioned when I was younger, but like in a way that was so within reach and doable. And so as this grew for me, this is what it continued to look like. So I found a niche in the personal development world. So on the upper left, uh, I'm doing a keynote concert there. And on the bottom right, I'm doing a keynote concert at a business success seminar, And so for me, this really started to grow and evolve. And that's where I could really see how I could create a very viable, rewarding, lucrative career doing this. And then this last picture I'm going to show you is this is me. Like this was like a mic drop moment. Like I just did my hour long keynote concert set. And what I want everyone to hear know is the people that, that you connect with to get booked for keynote concerts is event planners, also known as meeting planners. And that person on stage in the white shirt is an event planner. And he was in the back of the conference ballroom, which is where most of the event planners and organizers hang out. And so as soon as I finished with this keynote concert, he ran all the way from the back of the conference room up to the stage. Cause he was so lit up about the impact of it that he's like run up on stage and he's coming in to give me this big hug. And you can see that I'm like laughing and I'm smiling. And it was like this peak crescendo moment where like, we're hugging on stage. As you can see, the audience is on their feet, like arms in the air and like everybody just went crazy. And it was like the energy in the room, like was completely elevated. Which is the whole point of doing the keynote concert, right? Because of the impact, the emotional experience that people are having at the conference, which then becomes the highlight of the event. Mm-hmm. So those are just a few pictures. I could show you so many more, but just to give everyone a sense. And so this is what I'm sharing with all of you that are watching this right now. As this is probably the most common thing that I've heard in the conventional music industry model, which is we won't pay you to play, but it will be good exposure for you. Now, how long have we been compromising our souls around that? Or like for so many music artists, like years, maybe even decades, where like they're still doing this in the name of good exposure. Mm-hmm. But what I'm talking about here is now getting paid what you are truly worth. Because what you get paid and your fee is an expression of your self-worth and value. And so if you are watching this right now, it's time now, isn't it? Isn't it time now for you to finally get paid where you are worth, to be respected, to have the experiences where you feel like people really treasure your gift for music and your passion? So you brought this up earlier, Michael. Let's do a quick comparison between, you Kino concerts and music revenue, and it gets really fun here. What sounds easier, 1,500 album sales at $10 each or one keynote concert for 15,000, which is my gig coming up. That's a lot of album sales to equal one keynote concert. Or what sounds easier, 2.4 million streams or one keynote concert for 15,000? I've got another one for you. What sounds better, 150 live gigs at $100 per gig or one keynote concert for 15000 I mean, we're not talking about like 20 or 50 gigs. We're talking about 150 gigs to equal the impact and the pay of one keynote concert. So you can see why I get excited sharing this with music artists because I want everyone to be doing this. <laughs> like, If you want to be performing in front of large audiences and you want to get paid well, doesn't this combine both? So then let's look at conference budget. Because when I talk about getting paid well, of course, this is one of the most common questions I get, is what does that look like? Well, first I want everyone here to know that there are 2 million live conferences per year. That means that there's 5,479 every day. So, this is a blue ocean of abundance that musicians are not tapping into. And I also want to say that there's. this means that there's there's way more conference stages than there are you keynote presenters to fill them. So we're so used to, as musicians, like this overly competitive, saturated market where we're all competing for the same handful of stages, right? And that's why so many musicians are willing to play for free or even pay to play, which is what I used to do back in the day, versus this model. The conference industry makes eight hundred and ninety billion per year. I mean, that's not million, that's that's billion. We know that's a lot. <laughs> and the average budget per conference is one point three million per event. So my keynote concert fee is ten thousand dollars per gig. Earlier, I mentioned my next one is 15000 So sometimes I get paid more for it, but this is about average, okay? So $10,000 per keynote concert. The way that relates to conference budgets is $10,000 is less than 1% of their conference budget. So what that means is they still have 99% of the conference budget left over. So they don't even feel that. Right? Like, this is actually with their conference budgets, they're supposed to spend it. That's their job is to spend it. And mm-hmm. something that I want to share with all of you watching this is event planners are given this budget which averages 1.3 million. If they don't spend all of it, then they get less of a budget next year. So if they only spend a million of it, then next year they don't get 1.3 million, they get 1 million. So they're actually trying to fulfill as much of the budget as possible, which means that they're literally trying to get rid of the money. <laughs> and another thing here is that it's not their money. Right? It's the company's money, which we are talking about millions and billions of dollars. So to pay you 10000 is like nothing to them. And they expect to pay you. And they actually pay you in advance, so usually for me with keynote concerts, like this gig here that I talked about earlier at 15K, they send me half of it in advance before I even show up, right? So there's like you get paid half beforehand and then half when you do it, so it's like they value it so much that I'm even getting paid half before I'm even there which is completely different than the conventional model. We think about like traditional music venues and bars and clubs and everything else where you're like having (laughs) to chase down venue owners just to get your $50. You know what I mean? Like this is totally different. So this is also how I monetize keynote concerts because it goes beyond that. And then I'm going to wrap things up with the slides here. But I want to show everyone here the expansive opportunities because it doesn't just stop with the keynote concert itself. So the first level, I'm going to say 5000 Okay, I want to be more conservative here. I'm not going to say like 10000 or 15000 Like We could definitely go higher than that because there are speakers that make so much more. But let's just start smaller, maybe more conservative. Let's say you're making $5,000 for a keynote concert, which is great. But then the first upgrade would be what I call the premium level. That would be an additional $5,000 in album sales where you get to sell your music at these conferences. So how does that work? Well, when you get booked for a keynote concert, I encourage you to talk with the event planner or the event planning committee about the opportunity for them to buy your album or your EP as an employee gift of appreciation right? Because they they would do this for their company culture because it makes them look really good. So those are the key words there, company culture. And when people feel appreciated, that ties into their company culture, right? So the way this works is, I would say an average audience size at conferences for me is about 500 people. It could be less, sometimes it's a lot more, but average is about 500 people so if the conference buys your album or ep for ten dollars for everyone at the conference and the average audience size is 500 people then 500 people times ten dollars each is five thousand dollars so you making an extra five thousand here in passive revenue and what i love most about this is everyone is going home with your album Now, this could be a digital album, right? Like maybe they're given a code, like a QR code or something like that. Could be digital, could be physical, could be both, you know, depending on what they want. But again, this would be like a gift of appreciation for their employees or their members or their students or whatever it is. Then the next upgrade is an additional $7,000 for you to write and record an original custom song that would serve as the theme song for the conference or the company. So they love this upgrade because of the level of creativity and how unique it is. And it ties into their branding and their company culture and the whole thing. So this would be a song that you not only record for them, but then you could perform it live at the keynote concert. You could dedicate it to all the employees or the members or the students. It would be like the world premiere of their very own song. And that would be an additional $7,000 then the next upgrade is what i call the private vip concert. so since you're already doing the keynote concert at the conference you could stay longer and that that same day like that evening so you've done the keynote concert during the day and then that evening you could do a private vip concert for a more exclusive more right so instead of let's say a thousand for the conference maybe this group is like 50 people or 100 people which is their VIPs. This might be like their top sales reps or their management team or their leadership team or the most revered clients or whatever it is. So you're giving them the the VIP experience. Then the next upgrade is what I call VIP Elite. This is an additional $10,000 and this just makes sense because now if they're ordering the custom song from you They're probably going to want to sync it to some kind of visual media right let's say like a company slideshow or a highlight reel or something like that so now imagine that you are doing a keynote concert live on stage you got the two big screens on both sides of you and they have a slideshow featuring their employees or their members or whatever it is and they have the custom song playing in the background so now we have a sync opportunity right so now we're syncing the original music to the slideshow video, so then you're you're given or you're they're purchasing these two licenses, which would be the master use license and the synchronization license. So that would be an additional ten thousand dollars for them to do that, and then they can also use this in their marketing, their branding, and, and those kind of things. So if we add all this up, that's a total of thirty thousand dollars, which is, I mean, years ago, what I remember I used to make at my full time day job. You know, so that's thirty thousand dollars for one keynote concert package. If we add that up 30,000 times 12 months equals $360,000 per year, All right? So now making multi six figures doing one keynote concert package per month. I can't think of a better model than this. I mean, that's, that's why I do it that's why I'm teaching it. So what I wanna share before I show this quick video clip is the reason why, going back to this, the reason why Companies, associations, organizations, and schools will pay you this much is because your keynote concert is an emotional experience for their audience. And what I know and what event planners know is that people don't remember content and information. They remember emotional experiences. Hmm. As Maya Angelou best put it, people will forget what you said, People will forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. So the emotional impact of your keynote concert in that one hour is something that people will remember for years, which is why they hire you to do this, because it's an unforgettable experience. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to show this is this is actually my 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 demo reel. So I'm not gonna show the whole thing. I'm just gonna show like the first minute of me talking and then a little clip of me performing. And uh, I wanted everyone to get a sense of what that looks like. Fear is the only thing in the world that gets smaller as you run toward it. So I face my fear. This is the kind of stand that they have not been able to take for themselves, but that you have this opportunity right here at the edge to take a stand for them because they don't even know how. But we're not worried about the how, because the how doesn't matter until you know the why. Because it's all about content, it's all about helping people to make money, but really is it? Or is it about helping people to find themselves? Is it about helping people make better choices and live better lives and connect with each other? There's an energy that's carried through generations the lifeblood of artistry and creativity keeps living on for centuries, centuries, and centuries more because of people's passion. And that's it. So, on okay, that so seminar, those are some about- clips of me talking. And then let's fast forward to the music side of keynote concerts. Change. So when I lay my head on my pillow tonight, I'll smile because I just changed another life. That's just a snippet. So that that song was performed for healthcare professionals as in front of 15,000 people. So this to me combines all the things that I love and probably you watching this love as far as not only the exposure, but the connection, the impact, getting paid well. There's one other quick thing that I want to show you, Michael, and I want everyone here to really absorb this, which is if you look at these pictures here, if you look closely, you'll see something that all of them have in common. Right, so what all these pictures have in common is these built in audiences that they put in front of me. Right, so one of the biggest three words that I want all of you here to, to really remember from this is these three words, okay? Other people's audiences. So with all these conference gigs, I don't have to do a thing to get the people there. I don't have to self-promote. I don't have to hustle. I don't have to grind because you know what, Michael? I just show up and it's an instant sold out crowd every time. Like it's the, the company or their association or the, it's the organization's job to take all their resources, all their efforts, all their people, all of the money to get everyone in the conference room And I just have to show up and do what I love. And then from there, which I'm not going to go into right now, because then that would be like a whole nother hour. But then I also get to grow my fan base every time I'm in front of all these built in audiences that are just put there in front of me. And it's really, really incredible. So when I when I think of the difference, it's like before I used to have to hustle to get 20 people to come to my my bar gig, right? I keep asking my friends, I'm like, but this one's really big, you know. This was this one's the album release, you know. I just I keep asking the same friends over and over and family, like you could, but you gotta come to this one. Versus me just showing up and hundreds or sometimes even thousands of people in the seats. It's that's truly inspiring. So thanks for giving me the opportunity to share a little bit of that background, and hopefully that gives people a really nice picture of what this looks like and what's possible for you.
1: Mm. So cool. Yeah. Th- thank you so much for, for putting that together and, and sharing it. And there's like, <laughs> there's, there's, so much, so much goodness, there's so many like different you know, gems that I feel like we could, we could go, go deeper on. But just in general, I just, <clears throat> what I love about this model is how one, you know, it, it feels like it sort of helps artists to reclaim their value in a way that feels sort of lost and you know the, I, I, it's funny. Like I actually have an experience that happened a few months ago. I, I've, uh, after touring for ten years full time, having you know plenty of experiences, especially early on, where we were like you know playing shows for the bartender in the back of the room and for no one, is pay to play, and and then you know in the last like last five years, as I've entered a new world with modern musician, with conferences, and you know my mentors who are putting together big conferences like the ones that you're describing. Most of them that I've been to don't incorporate music and it's a huge missing opportunity and they, they love it. Like they like music is like a superpower. It's like, so for someone who doesn't know how to play music or make music, it is like magic, like, you know, you can do magic. And so a few months ago, one of my mentors invited me to perform in front of the, the conference of, of people who were there for the event. And I tag teamed it with one of their coaches at the team who like rewrote the lyrics to Wanted Dead or Alive and turned it into like, you know, something that fit their fit the event. And it was a huge hit, like they absolutely loved it. And, and it just sort of, it created a, a really unique experience. And it just totally rings true with everything you just described in terms of being able to provide value and you know, being able to amplify both like the, both the value for the conference and the people who are meeting there, but also be able to, to you know, put yourself into that and share your message, which you know very clearly like you know, you've been able to, you've been able to create a concert experience where you're impacting people and making a positive impact on, on their lives and aligning it with with the companies. So, I just yeah, just think it's awesome, and I think for everyone who's here right now represents such a cool opportunity to be able to, you know, even if you align it with, like, and I don't want to like ramble here. I feel like I just like so much, no, so much uh, good stuff. But like one of the first things my mind goes to as well, and we should totally sync up on this, is you're creating a integration, you know, maybe with Street Team, to create like a funnel for when you're at these live keynote concerts and maybe there's a QR code on stage or something like that where people can scan it. And now those 15,000 people per keynote concert, you know, now you can invite them into your email list and your community. You can create lookalike audiences based on things you can it seems like there's some really cool alignment opportunities too. So personally, I'm just excited to, to be able to connect with you more as well and create, you know, templates and resources to be able to, uh, to help both you and the the artists that that you're working with and helping them to create their own keynote concerts. So, one thing I'd love to to dig into a little bit, a little bit because I think this is probably a key uh, challenge that artists might have that that when they first kind of get into this world is around the mindset and the value of Feeling like, you know, do I deserve to charge five thousand dollars, or ten thousand dollars, or fifteen thousand dollars? And I'm, I'm wondering, for someone who's maybe just getting started, and, you know, and they, it's a big, you know, mindset shift for them to be able to fully realize the value of their music and what they can offer these conferences. Do you have any thoughts or advice as, as it relates to, like, having that identity and, and being able to you know, create the mindset required? In order to be able to, you know, show up on stage in front of fifteen thousand people and be able to charge, you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars or more for for that kind of experience.
0: Yeah, I love what you shared, Michael, and I love your question because it's an honest question and it's an important one. So, I want to speak to the value exchange here because right now, what's going on in the music industry is there isn't a fair value exchange. Just not, and. Like you, I'm sure, I talked to so many musicians who feel like they just keep compromising themselves, they keep settling, and they're sick and tired of it. The problem is they keep doing it. Mm. So then we have to take ownership and responsibility of that. Like, if you're so tired of it, then why do you keep doing it? Mm. As far as how you go about doing this from a mindset perspective is that there is a threshold here. And the threshold is being clear about what no longer serves you in your life, in your music. And then what could serve you, what lights up your soul. You can feel a difference in your body. Like I feel like the body's a sacred place for truth. Like we can feel it inside. And if we get in tune with that, we know the truth of it. And the truth for most music artists, including myself, a while back, is that this doesn't feel good. It feels actually diminishing, demeaning, being taken advantage of. And so there's an opportunity for for you to take a stand here because so many music artists that I talk to feel like they want to cross that threshold, just don't know where the opportunity is. Other than becoming like some big rock star or something like that. But other than that, it's like they don't see where the opportunity is. And Michael is here. I'm here telling you that there is this opportunity right now that you could fully step into if you saw your own value. And I will tell you this. If you undercharge, they'll completely pass you up because of perceived value. And you know all about this, Michael. Perceived value where people associate price with value and demand. So in this world, if your fee is too low, they'll assume you're not very good. The higher your fee is, they'll assume the better, more talented and the more in demand you are. So to actually be taken seriously here, you you have to like to even get in, you have to charge a lot more Mm -hmm. for them to initially see your value. So when I'm talking about the threshold for me, The way this worked is this, I was really frustrated and tired of like all my bar gigs, my coffee shop gigs. And I mentioned earlier that I canceled all the gigs on my calendar, right? I actually had six months worth of gigs that I, I completely canceled because I knew that I couldn't step into this, this world of value and abundance and prosperity if I had one foot in the scarcity struggling artist world and another foot in an abundance world because that's split energy. So I made a commitment to myself that I'm no longer doing the low vibe gigs. I canceled them all. Was it super scary? Yes. And all discomfort signals growth. So I knew I was growing. I I didn't have the results yet, but I knew energetically that I had to make an announcement to myself and the universe that this was no longer serving me because I wanted this. Mm. And so this was the whole conference world. Mm. And I was really scared, and I didn't know what I was doing, and I was lost, and I was doubtful, and I was insecure. But you know what, Michael? Michael? Do you know what, everyone watching this? I moved forward anyway, Mm -hmm. because there was no other way anymore. I was no longer gonna go back to the person that I was, the music artist that I was, because I was no longer willing to not get paid for my gift, for me to not be able to share it on larger stages for me to keep compromising and saying like, how many more decades had to go by for me to figure this out? And that's what I'm asking you, I'm turning it on you. How many more decades have to go by until you decide that you wanna create a change and transformation in your life around your music passion? So for me, it was this big commitment of what my no's were in order for my yeses to emerge. Mm. And the yeses, I didn't have them figured out but I had a really good sense. I had an intuition that this would work out really well. And so as I started getting involved with these conferences and learning about them a lot more, yes, I was confronted with having to speak my feet. And that was one of the most greatest, most powerful personal growth exercises I've ever had to do in my life, is to have an event planner or a committee say, Tiamo, we love this keynote concert concept. We would love to book you, but how much is your fee? And it all comes down to this. Of like, are you going to speak your value or are you just going to go back to playing for free? And I'd say it out loud and it was scary. But the key is when I said it, I made sure I didn't say anything else, right? So let's do a little role play, right? So Michael, you're the event planner, I'm myself, we just had a meeting, you're very interested in booking me for a keynote concert, but you, you, don't, you have no idea what my fee is. So hmm. let's, let's role play that.
1: Cool. Awesome. So Tiama, we've had a chance to look over, look over you sent and it looks like an, an, amazing experience, but for our budgeting, we need to figure out how much it's going to cost. What, what does your fee look like for the keynote concerts? 10,000. Hmm. Okay. We should, should be able to uh, handle that. Let me run that by our team and we'll get back to you and, and go from there.
0: Oh, sounds great, Michael. Thank you so much. Is when you asked me what
1: my fee was, I said 10,000 and then
0: I stopped talking, Mm. right? I didn't try to justify I didn't say 10,000 because of this and you're going to get that and the audience is going to love and it's going to be like, I didn't justify it. I didn't run away from it. Like I just said the number and then nothing else. And that is you standing in your confidence. Now I get If you're watching this, you're like, but what if I don't have the confidence yet? You have to start somewhere. Okay, I'm not saying you're going to start at 10,000. Maybe for you it's 5,000, but whatever it is, I want you to say it. Be scared anyway, but say it. Here's what happens is we have to create new neural pathways in our brain. Cuz right now, neural pathways for most musicians, they think in terms of like you know, maybe tens of dollars or maybe $100 or 100 like $250 like whatever it is. But once you start saying these things out loud, it actually changes your expression of your value and your self-worth. And you start to train your brain about how valuable you really are. And then your heart starts to believe it because the hardest booking is to get the first one. And once you get the first one, it feels real. Mm. And then you realize, because you have another breakthrough, which is, well, if this worked one time, I could probably duplicate this and this can work a lot of times. Mm. So then it gets easier every time you say it. So to answer your question around mindset, it's about really owning what no longer serves you, recognizing what does, stepping into it, letting go of the past, embracing who you're becoming. And then when it comes time for them to ask you what your fee is, you just say your fee and nothing else. And you can do that like you can say a number out loud right can you just say a number out loud and then say nothing else because actually that's actually the hardest part of this is to say nothing else after you've said the number out loud but when i like first times i would do i'd say the number and then i'd be like tam okay shut up like don't say anything don't say anything And like, I'd have like the poker face going on. I'm like, just stay cool. Don't say anything else. Right, if there's like two seconds of silence, I'm like, just stick with it. Don't say anything. And then over time, like over and over and over again, I started getting proof that there is this whole new world. So awesome.
1: Yeah. Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guests today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then I'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That that really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.